welcome to another dazzling episode of Security Views Radio, the only cybersecurity podcast that has been clinically proven in multiple double-blind studies to smooth wrinkles and reduce the signs of aging. I am one half of your host, Adam Slater, and with me, as always, is John. John, how you doing? I'm good, man. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Actually, what's I'm the, doing... What's the name of the research organization that conducted the study? I didn't develop a backstory for the couch gag. So oh. I, I, I don't know. You got to bring your game, man. <laughs> we need an Oliver Stone level of uh, story writing here. Yeah. Are, are you suggest like, 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 like the Marvel movies? I need to have, like, you need to have, have listened to all the other um, intros to the show to, to understand this one. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if, you, if you've seen an Oliver Stone movie, you know that he tells an hour and a half story in three hours. So, yeah. 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 I happen to be reading his uh, autobiography now, so that's what made me think of him. Oh, is it is it any good? It is terrible. This oh, is an endorsement for his autobiography. He, he it goes all over. the The chapters are long and drolling, um, uh, and it's all over the board. Um, I don't know if he still has quite the drug issue he used to have, but. He possibly wrote it when he did have one. I, I don't know. It's it's uh they're long. I mean there's but there's enough bits of interesting stuff in it that kind of keeps you going. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, to you know it's just enough to get you the next episode. I got you. So oh uh, so he can speak. Uh, joining us as always is our producer Felton. Hello, how you guys doing? I'm getting my Benjamin button on. Um, with each episode, I get younger and younger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh, that's awesome it's pretty sweet can i uh, get my benjamin button on because i got a birthday coming up and every time i check it i, I look older <laughs> listen to more of our podcast use the signs of age this is yeah. a, the size of age that's right so that's why i needed the research organization so I can, okay I can, I'll, yeah. I'll get it to you next week and i need them to be approved by whole foods so <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, organic only. I don't want any of that food coloring in my uh, in my studies. In your podcast, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Our podcast is uh, Red Five Free. Um, Red Forty. Red Forty. Yeah. Red Forty. Free. Yellow Five. Yellow Five. Red Forty. I don't pay attention. I don't know. Red Forty is the thing that makes the ADHD kids go crazy. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ask uh, anybody. Ask. Uh, People in accounting here, like I'm serious, it, it is a legit. It is oh. not, you know, it is not proven by a study, but it is proven by parents everywhere who have tried to remove it. When you remove it, the kid calms down. Interesting. Interesting. There you go, Feldman. If your kids ever start acting weird, cut out the fruit snacks. Hmm. Like the, I mean, fruit snacks. Yeah, anything that's got red in it, really, but fruit snacks are horrible. It's basically just food coloring stuck together with some sugar. <laughs> oh, boy. This so, is not endorsed by the Betty Crocker Corporation. No, no. She did not. She did not. Her check did not clear. So we're going the <laughs> maybe, next week. Maybe, maybe next week. week. Yeah, maybe next week. Dolly Madison, if you're out there. Right? Hanging in Bitcoins now. 
or GameStop stock. We'll take that. Throw me some Bitcoin. So, you know, throw, throw it over our way. I think Adam did ask for that a couple weeks ago. Uh, we do accept lost Bitcoins. <laughs> oh. Adam, so, you're the guy, Adam, you're the guy, though, that was able to crack that $225 million Bitcoin stash, right? Oh, yeah, that was me. I got I got uh, $225 million uh, that I can't use at the store. So, uh, yeah. Which is right? one of those machines where you can cash it out. I'm sure they got enough cash sitting around in there. Yeah, after the conversion rate, you'll probably be left with, like, uh, about $125,000. <laughs> <laughs> And then they and then they tax you. So. But so hey hey guys, um, I wanted to talk about something that's sort of been on my mind a lot uh, this week. It's it's not directly cybersecurity related, but it's a part of our lives a lot, and it's something I've just been I've been personally trying to make sure that I'm I'm aware of. And I just I wanted to sort of talk a little bit about uh, digital health, um, and specifically, you know. Use use of devices and you know how much of that I'm keeping in my life and and that what I'm doing on those devices is worthwhile. I know that uh, John, you you take special care with your family to make sure uh, certain apps and things can't be accessed by your kids and uh, Felton. I'm sure at some point you'll have to uh, deal with that as well. So I just I thought it, I thought it was something that that we could all add to. So. Yeah, I mean, it is something that uh, my wife and I do think about a lot. Um, it's one of the things that we've had to really become much more liberal with it this year just because of the school requiring kids to increase screen time, which is right. sort of funny because you also get emails about how you should limit screen time. The school really needs to get their marketing act together. <laughs> um, <laughs> Limit screen time, but make them sit here for eight hours a day and then do homework after. And then. Right. <laughs> so, right. Um, but yeah, so it's something that we definitely do, do look at and think about. Um, so what, what t- tell us a little bit more, though, like what brought you to this saying, hey, I got a problem? Uh, it wasn't it wasn't like I don't want to make it sound like I had a problem problem, but. <laughs> I, I did. I Wait, did. It's fun eventually. for the audience, though, if you had if if you had an addiction problem. Huh? It's way more fun for the audience, though. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. So uh, this actually started with um, uh, a convergence of moments that I had. Um, one was I was sitting at my computer desk at home, and one of the things that I will frequently do. When I'm at home, I will have like a YouTube video up and then I will be scrolling through Reddit. Uh, there's a couple of communities on there that I really like. Um, and uh, so it's like, you know, reading some stories and stuff, some news and stuff. And, um, and, and I was just I was reading and then I just sort of absentmindedly uh, pushed my chair back a little bit from my desk, pulled my phone out of my pocket and opened Reddit. And I was like, well, this is dumb. Like, why did I, why did I do that? Um, and I thought to myself, well, you know, I do like the mobile phone interface, the, the phone interface of Reddit better because um, it's faster and blah, blah, blah. But then, and I realized, no, that's sort of a cop out. That's not really why I did it. I did it because it's, it, it's sort of a, it became almost a, just like a tick. Um, like I would, I would remember that I had my phone, so I'd pull it out. 
The second thing that happened was um, one day I was, uh, was lying on my couch and I was checking the news, doing the doing phone stuff, and and I opened up it, I opened up Instagram and I, I've gotten rid of uh, uh, Facebook a long time ago. So you know I just basically I had Instagram and a couple of other social media accounts and. I opened up Instagram, and on Instagram, uh, for those of you blissfully unaware, there is a, a, a row at the top of the, the, the interface in the app where um, it shows people can post stories. So it's, it's images or short little videos that are only up for 24 hours. And so I opened it up, and I had a big long list of them up there. And so I tapped on the first one. And then I literally just tapped my thumb on on this on the right hand side of the screen quickly and repeatedly just to move through the list. I didn't actually look at any of the pictures. I wasn't actually engaging with it in any way. I was like I was like it was like a checklist. I saw that I had a notification and I had to clear the notification. Um, and I just went, what the what the hell am I doing? Like, why? Why do I like? Why am I doing this with my time? Why is this how I'm how I'm spending time on my my phone? Um, and so I decided that day I was going to delete Instagram from my from my phone with a a, a, a new program I'm calling Get the Zuck Out. And uh, uh, so far I've been successful. I'm on 11 days and I don't miss it a bit. Like not for one second do I miss it. I don't care. Um, I thought the other day, oh, someone might have sent me a message on there. I don't care because <laughs> um, if if they if they did, then maybe one day I'll reinstall it and I'll see it. But if someone really wants to get a hold of me, they know how. So um, yeah, that's just sort of what I've been thinking about. And so I uh, I did that. Um, I turned on all my screen time monitoring stuff on my phone and so I get a weekly I now get a weekly summary um, on Sundays and I'm happy to say that my phone time has been dropping uh, steadily over the past two weeks it's dropped 20 percent both weeks so yeah oh, that's great um, yeah I I you know I just real I realized that I was letting myself get distracted unnecessarily and I didn't want to anymore do you yeah. do you ever notice um, like when you're with like somebody, friend, a spouse, whatever, that you're checking your phone instead of engaging in a conversation in front of you? No, not that. Um, I actually find that. Um, so uh, you know about the 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 trip that I take with my, my, my family every year to the mountains and we, we, we rent a big cabin and we all just hang out. Uh, I actually, my phone uh, screen time is down drastically during those periods. I think I check my phone more when I'm not in way more when I'm not engaging with another person. Oh, okay. Cause I, I noticed that a lot of times like I'll be with somebody and they're, they're on their phone and it's like, in my head, I'm screaming like I'm I'm right here. Can we just have this conversation and or let me go? Like, why am I involved? Like, right. You giving me time slices as you're waiting for a new page to load isn't isn't connecting with me. And 
Yeah. Uh, and I, I had a dinner the other night. And um, at the dinner, I, I think we arrived at the exact same time. So we walked to the table together. We sat down. Uh-huh. And um, I can honestly say through the whole dinner, I didn't check my phone a single time. Didn't look at it. And I was even getting vibrations from like text messages from my family or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't check it at all because they knew I was in a dinner. I'll get to it after if it's an emergency. I know my wife would have called. Um, but I also noticed he didn't either. So it was just a conversation. It was just nice. It's two people having a conversation at dinner. And at one point, his phone did go off. He flipped it over and probably hit ignore. And I mean, he never grabbed it. He just like removed the distraction. Yeah, I, uh, I started doing that. I started uh, taking my phone out of my pocket turning it upside down and placing it face down on the table when I'm at lunch or dinner or something. Um, and uh, I will do it in meetings sometimes too, like to indicate, like just as a visual indication, I am not paying attention to this thing. Um, so I, I'm proud to say that I often will forget my phone on weekends and not care. Like I'll realize it when I get to the car because you know, my, my obviously a Bluetooth in my car, so I get in and usually whatever podcast I was listening to the last time would discontinue. Uh, my car has this really cool feature that if um, it can't connect to your phone after like a minute, mm-hmm. it switches it to FM at full max volume. <laughs> it, it was an add-on feature. I paid extra for it. Um, um it's especially especially beneficial when you like start your car in the winter. It's cold. You start your car. You go back inside, and then while you're sitting inside waiting for the car to warm up, you listen to the radio in your car because it's so loud. So. <laughs> <laughs> but my car does that. But often that will happen, or I'll be going out and I will realize it as I'm backing out. Um, and but yeah, I'm with my wife and maybe my kids. I don't. I mean, what else do I need right now? So I'm good. Right. Right. This is I don't feel that I struggle with with that. I, I, I will get involved in my phone when I'm in a situation like I flew this week. So I'm on the plane of doing some stuff. I got nothing else to do. So I'm more interacting with my phone at that time. There's periods yeah. of my day when I use my phone, like before I go to the gym, you know, forwarding Felton emails at 430 in the morning, that kind of stuff. <laughs> uh, it's very effective for that. But Mostly I'm on there then because I'm pulling up the ESPN app so I can see what happened last night that I missed, you know, because mm-hmm. most of the good stuff happens after I go to bed in the NBA. So, um, but I'm on there for that purpose, but I don't, I don't, then that's sort of like it. Right. I did, I did get a COVID antibody test this week. Um, and I keep checking my phone waiting for those results. So, because the app on my phone will tell me if I got the results or not yet. So, but um, yeah, so usually I, I, don't, I don't really struggle with it. I don't think, I mean, my, my family may disagree, but I don't think they would. Like, I'm usually just not on it. Like, after I leave here today, um, I really won't be on it much until Monday. We're recording this on a Friday. So, I'll sort of be done. I'll get on there to start some podcast or something or when I'm running around or an audio book or something like that. Um, yeah, I think that's the only reason that I always make sure that like when I leave the house, I have my phone is just so I can listen to my podcasts in the car. Like that's that's like 90 percent of it. You know, I find that um, I send my best text messages when I'm driving. So I actually like to text when I no. drive. 
<laughs> Just kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. In law enforcement, I am kidding. I do not. I do not text. I actually have a message on my phone that says, "I'm hey, I'm driving right now. I'll get back to you." Um, I wish it extended to teams, though. I will say that. Uh, I love oh. the feedback, but I'll keep getting text messages, and I just like, and I like how um, the phone silences everything. But teams messages, you don't get that notification that, "Hey, John's driving right now. If you need him, call him." Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's a nice feature. Um, I don't know if that's just with um, iPhones or if it's also with uh, um, Droids as well. Or, but uh, yeah, it's definitely something that I use on my phone when I'm driving. Uh, you'll get an automatic message. Actually, you'll get two for some reason. But uh, if if my wife calls or texts me while I'm driving. She'll just get a, a automatic response that says, you know, I'm driving right now. I can't talk. And then she'll know the call. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I really like that feature. I know my, my wife uses it. I think I should probably turn it on. I mean, I don't, I don't text and drive either, but like, I, I also don't want like, cause, like when we were, when we drove down to Savannah, um, you know, that could be two hours. Um, and if someone really needed me for something, you know, I'm just not paying attention to it. So, uh, definitely something I should probably turn on. But how many, how many emergencies really happen, you know, in the course of a week, true emergencies is very right. few. Right. Mm-hmm. Really are just very few true, true emergencies. Yeah. Yeah, there'll, there'll be times when I'll, I'll drive to the store, you know, I'll just run out to get something at the store real quick and I'll forget my phone. And sometimes I think to myself, well, what if I get a flat tire? Or what if something happens and I get an accident? And I'm like, that's probably not going to happen. I'll, I'll be okay. It's a 10 minute drive. Uh, and nothing ever it actually does happen. Thank goodness. Knock on wood. But um, it is definitely freeing uh, the, the times that I have forgot my phone. And just said, well, I'm too far from the house to go back now. Uh, right. But phone, it's like you really can get you can live your life without your phone. I know it feels like you can't like you have to have that phone on you because it's it's such a big part of our lives now. But yeah, life does not stop if you don't have your phone. Trust me. Years ago, we were shopping for a car and we looked at the at a Volvo SUV and uh I'm like, oh, yeah, where's the charger, you know, the phone charger? And they're like, oh, it's in a glove box. <laughs> it's like the best place to put it. Like, <laughs> That's awesome. You don't need it. <laughs> I'm like, but my passengers kind of do, so. <laughs> There's one flaw in it. But it was a good idea. Anyway. Yeah, no, I, I, I like that idea a lot. So my, Mine is actually um, in the, the armrest is where that 9-volt that plug is. Um, so you see the, the new cars they'll have the Wi-Fi charging or the wireless charging just uh, right in the right in the console. Yeah, <laughs> I, really I saw that. Like, hey, this is where people are putting their phones. We'll put a, a Qi charger there. Yeah, I think it's kind of a bad idea if you're worrying about screen time. So yeah, yeah. Oh, but uh, the the one other part of this 
Um, I, I do not experience this, but because I've been thinking about it and I've been, you know, sort of researching the digital health stuff, um, if you or someone you know um, is having trouble going to a particularly self-destructive site, um, again, like this is not something that, that I personally experience, so I can't talk too much about it, but there are uh, certain uh, psychological aspects of people that have uh, mental health issues where they will purposefully seek out damaging material. Um, and this, this happens in uh, a lot of different uh, marginalized communities and things like that. But um, if you are struggling with that, there are ways, you just need to Google it, there are ways that on a system level, you can stop your computer from accessing those sites. Um, and I really, really want you to do that. If you find yourself continually pulled back somewhere that you know is causing you harm in, you know, in one way or another, uh, block block those sites, please. Um, so, well, so I think we got. I want to expand on this a little bit more because uh, um, something that I'm very interested in this topic. But um, are you talking about like self harm, or are you talking about like adult sites, pornography, like what, what, or you know, like dark websites, like what, what specifically? So, so uh, some of it, yeah, you're you're looking at self harm. You're looking at, um, um, uh, you know, uh, people with pornography addictions and things like that. But there are also um, the one that I am most aware of is uh, people uh, who are transitioning um, from male to female or vice versa will go to the sites where people post selfies of themselves and basically get ripped apart. And like self-mutilation? Um, no, 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 no. Like, uh, like. Oh, you like? Oh, you're trying to transition into a woman. Look at that Adam's apple. You'll never, you know, okay, gotcha. you'll never pass and stuff like that. Like, and 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 the thing is, is that on some level, uh, some people that are going to these sites are looking for that kind of. They're looking for that for some reason, and um, this is how I found out about it, um, about this this ability to turn this off. So, they they you know this was a, one of the ways that they were able to beat that particular mental health issue that they were having where they were seeking out these negative comments. And so they would just like on the system level, I think it's, I think it's alt X and then it's in internet settings and you can completely block your computer from being able to access those sites. Um, just, just on a system level. Um, again, that's, that's on a windows machine. I'm not sure about Macintosh, but, um, you know, like I said, I, I, if, if you think that you're having that issue, I please, please do that. Um, I've read way too many stories about um, how this has helped so many people to uh, to not recommend it to anybody. So. No, it's good stuff. Yeah, I, I got a question to ask. Uh, and Adam, you, you may have heard this term before. Doom scrolling. Yes, doom scrolling. What, what exactly is doom scrolling? It is it is similar to what I'm I'm referring to here with uh, um, what I was just referring to, but it's it's usually like a little bit not as personally self destructive. Doom scrolling mm -hmm. is basically like going to a, like a new site and just um, to see what uh, bad happened. <laughs> yes, like yeah, like oh this horrible thing happened. Oh my god. Okay, keep going. Um, that that that's what doom scrolling is, and it definitely falls it definitely falls into what what we're talking about here. So, uh, and that's it's also, know, it's also go, saying, 
it's also correct. it's also the mental aspects of let me see what bad happened today it's yeah. your mind eventually gets warped into saying let me find out what bad happened today so i can prepare right. for it when you should be your phone should be a it, it's amazing it should be an exciting thing it should be a fun thing it should be a source of information and entertainment it is not that for a lot of people. And um, I, I, I want to add in my PSA on this whole deal is your phone should be, it's yours. It is one of the more personal things that you have. And the apps and the stuff on there, man, if it doesn't, if it's not adding to your life, get it off your phone. If it's not adding back into something that's benefiting you, get it off your phone. It just, it's not, it's not worth it because you can't help but click on it. Turn off. I don't, know if, I don't know if we can take a break or I can keep going, but it could turn off all those bubble notifications and say, hey, you've got 45 things here. Or you've got 106 things to check on. We sent you new messages. You need to get it on there and check. That's for their benefit. They're trying to get you to go out there. Right. Uh, I paid my credit card statement today, and they're like, hey, here's your payment confirmation and a personalized video just for you. That's for them, man. They're trying to – get they're trying to uh get me to interact with them and that's what those bubble messages are like to get you to get back into their app turn that yep. stuff off just shut it off turn off your your bleeps and your bings and your vibrates and, and all your stuff and just just enjoy your phone again yeah i agree i agree I, I i think we do need to take a break i think it's about that time if i'm right felton you definitely are all right. Uh, yeah. So we're we're gonna take a a minute break here, but we're gonna come back. And and I think there's I I think there's a whole lot more to discuss here. So uh, we'll be back shortly. Multi-factor authentication, SIM, crook, firewalls, deep packet inspection, penetration testing, 8021x, application control, IPS, IDS, not PETCHA, content filtering. WPA3. Cybersecurity is complicated, but we simplify it. Contact us at 888-897-9680 or online at jscmgroup.com. Again, that's 888-897-9680 or online at jscmgroup.com. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, thanks for sticking with us here. Uh, really quick, before we jump back into um, our digital health topic, uh, uh, some some uplifting information um, uh, related to our episode from last week. I read an article over the weekend. Um, excuse me. Excuse me. Uh, over the week that said that uh, two out of every three user uh, individuals polled believed that uh, personal data privacy was very important to them. So, you know, last week we were sort of speculating if people actually cared about this stuff and they do. So I was, I was glad to hear that. They said it was an uptick from the previous years. So. Yeah. I don't believe polls them. So back to my, <laughs> back to my, my Saul's brother, my Saul Goodman. Uh, Goodman. Oh. I, don't, I don't believe polls. Nobody ever called me. John has a lot of candles in his house. Candles, man. A lot of candles. I'm actually... Microwave. 
Yeah, I'm digging a hole this weekend so I can get off that city water. That's just poison, man. It's all poison. <laughs> so, yeah, so I, I sort of I think we can, you know, I think there's a, more to say about this. You know, um, we sort of ended with with blocking those sites and, and, and the concept of doom scrolling. Uh, during the break, we continued to talk, dear listener. Um, but uh, one of the things that we wanted to sort of come back around to is is it's not just you know it's it's a lot of a lot of the negative stuff that we get online um is from like comment sections and stuff just don't if you don't go to comment sections like they're just they're all awful um most you of know, them are, once you become but, aware of the the, the negative the negative cycle and, and understand and, and this is this was my awakening moment is that when you once you understand uh the how headlines are written and in the way apps are designed and the way we're it's how we're psychologically being driven to want more give me more information let me scroll down to update let me get the current information and if you're looking at it, but once you step back and you kind of break your habit of it i think you start to look at everything a little bit differently like yeah, that didn't really make any sense. Like that didn't. What he did? What? No, that didn't. That, that would, why would he even? Do, you know, you can start to become more skeptical of, of the things that you used to be like. Yeah, it's possible. I could see that happen. Right. I think it should start to you start to break it and you understand like really look at the world much more positively. I, I do find that I, the the build off the doom scrolling. I, I I can find if you're if you're not careful with how you spend your digital health or talking about these issues in person with others, actually getting a chance to listen to them. That's the other negative thing, right? Is when it's such a mono thing is reading the internet. What sites you go to, what articles you read are all by your choice. Right freedom is you can read and look at whatever you want but what you miss out on is just you know me and you sitting at a bar having a conversation and you getting new information organically right yeah i mean it, it's when you you know you have having the sum total of human knowledge in my pocket is both horrible and incredible at the same time and you know making sure that that we um choose the right uses for it is just it's so important and like 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 you were saying john the the way those headlines are written but it's also it's because like like rage can be addictive for some people like being outraged can be just they can you can just get addicted to it and you know we're sort of sort of what we're saying about the comment sections is that like you know that's what a lot of that is, is people being addicted to being mad. They they like being upset. And um, not that they get joy out of it. Obviously, they don't. But there's some kind of there's some there's something going on where, um, you know, we and, and, and the, the, the media companies know it, too. They know how, they know where their bread is buttered. Uh, you know, outrage gets clicks. And so that's what they that's what they feed you. So. I, I like someone uh, created the term pout rage. Uh, <laughs> okay. A lot of times when people claim that they're outraged by stuff, when you actually look at what the topic uh, is talking about, you're like, there's, there's no way you could be that upset about something like this. Like, I'm, I got to bring it to sports, um, but I'm a Steelers fan, and uh, the Steelers started out 11 and 0, and uh, 
there's a wide receiver on our team, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, who uh, he, he loves to dance. He's always dancing. Uh, mm-hmm. So they caught him dancing on uh, opposing team's logo before the game. That's terrific. <laughs> and, you know, he takes a video for his TikTok fans, and, uh, and then the Steelers end up losing the game. And Steeler fans immediately blamed him for the loss. And they were like, you have to stop dancing on other people's logos. I swear, this is why we're losing. This is why, you know, we have no control over the team right now because you're dancing on logos. (laughs) And the coach is like, this is so far down the list of things that we need to work on right now as a team to get better. And now fans that loved him are like, I can't stand him. I hope we don't sign him again. He just needs to go away. Because he won't stop dancing. What? And I'm like, do you realize so, he probably so, danced for the first? We started out 11 and 0, so that means at least five or six games he danced on the other team's logo, and it was not a problem. So I what's it, what's what's this gentleman's name again? Juju Smith Schuster. Uh, Smith Schuster. Yes, it's a, it's a I, I love the idea that this. This man is that 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 the fan reaction to this is well clearly he's a warlock and he has magical powers and by dancing on the other team's logo it gave them his energy like <laughs> that's why we lost some of the outtakes were hilarious I mean there was a guy that was on ESPN on one of the talk shows he like do you really think the other team's over there like I'm gonna give 75 percent this game but wait 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 what Juju's dancing now I'm gonna give 100 <laughs> percent we can't have that. Even though I'm on my third or fourth team in the last three years, you cannot dance on that logo. I'm outraged. <laughs> but it just goes to show that there was, it was probably at the beginning of the year that everyone was saying he's the type of player that we need. He's fun. He's engaging. He does a lot for the community. He's always dancing. He's so fun. We need three more like him. But after we lost the game, they were like, he needs to be cut. I can't stand him. I hope he gets hurt. I hope he breaks his legs. I'm like, man, it's first off, it's just football. Second off, trust me, dancing before a game does not change the outcome. (laughs) (laughs) No one's in the fourth quarter like, man, I just got to dig in deep because that man is dancing on our logo. (laughs) (laughs) The halftime, the coach is yelling, you saw what he did to the logo. He was dancing. enjoying himself. He did the two-step. The two-step. <laughs> so I don't remember the story, but did he stop after that? He did. He finally stopped because uh, the media started talking about it and started asking him questions and asking the coach questions after every game. And Tomlin was like, um, you know, could you tone it down? Or I don't know if you, even know if he told him to stop, but Juju, you know, did address everyone. was like, I'm going to stop dancing. We didn't stop losing. So uh, <laughs> that's how powerful his magic is. Obviously, it wasn't his. Yeah. But but what's funny is in the playoff game or, or there was another game that we, we ended up losing. It was maybe like a minute left in the game. And in between plays, like during commercial breaks, they'll play music in the stadium. Mm-hmm. So he was dancing right before he's getting ready to line up. And people were like, see, he still doesn't get it. He's still dancing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he sounds like a lot of fun to go out with on a Friday night, you know, just, you're out with the club. Yeah, I'm like, he, he's going to dance the whole time. But I mean, he's also a guy that I think there was a kid who was like, I don't have a 
date for the prom and Juju like showed up in a suit and took him to the prom or just escorted him just because you know he's that kind of guy that he's he's outgoing he's you know he he's a young guy so he's he's on TikTok and he does the uh but you can well when you can play videos um play video games and also it's on screen Adam you know what that is right you can play video games on a screen what yeah, when people watch, um, I, I forget oh, what it's called. Oh, streaming. No, not streaming. It's, it's specific to the gaming industry. I, I forget what it's called, but he was on some game platform, and um, people were, were, you know, losing their minds over it. Like, oh, he, he was he was playing a uh, Fortnite. Yeah, he's playing he, Fortnite. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Streaming. He was on Twitch, right? That's yeah, like the, that's like the big popular one. Yeah. I'm 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 old. I'm sorry. <laughs> Twitch is for watching kids stream videos or stream video games. Me? Did you say Twitch is used to stream video games? Yeah, like people will like Twitch is like it, I mean it's for a lot of things, but it's a streaming platform. And people will like, you know, play games and stream it. Oh, yeah, I know that people did that. I know that's what that platform was for. That's that's basically its primary use. People use it for other things too. They'll stream, you know, they'll stream lots of stuff. But yeah, primarily Twitch is a game streaming platform. And what does that word mean, Twitch? Why do they call it Twitch? I don't know why they call it Twitch. It's just the name they picked. Um, start well, it was started by Bartholomew J. Twitch. I think that might be. So you know, see, I, I know what happened is that they were sitting around one day trying to come up with a name and he was describing the service. And somebody says, oh, you mean like Twitter? And he's like, it ain't Twitter, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and there's there's our blue right there, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I think, you know, it might be it might be related to um, uh, the, the, the physical act of gaming. Um, you know, you need to have Twitch, like, you know, fast reflexes, like a Twitch. That might be it. I don't know. Yeah. I, knew, but, I knew people did this. I know it's a big business and stuff with the advertisers. Okay. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. Huge, huge moneymaker. Like, to the point where, like, uh, and it's, it's really interesting. Like, my nephew, um, he watches, uh, he, he has a, a, a Twitch streamer that he watches, um, for Minecraft, he's really into Minecraft right now, yeah. and it's fascinating because he will sit down to play Minecraft on his own, and he will talk out loud as if he is streaming. <laughs> so, if you watch the last season of Ballers, um, okay, this is a hard right, but okay. No, it's not. If you watch okay. the last season of Ballers, I don't know if you watched it, right? So the one guy wants to give up his football career to just go all in on video games. Yeah. Okay. And stream and stuff like that and compete in competitions and all that kind of stuff. So, And, it, and then so the show kind of goes on because these guys were agents. So they talk about all the money that can be made in the, uh, you know, if they sponsor this team or whatever. So. Yeah, that was an interesting pivot on the show because it, 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 it went from, you know, we're just – representing uh, athletes and then they get introduced to gaming and yeah uh, i forget what is what the rock's name is on the show 
Um, but yeah, he goes one direction to actually owning a team or being a partial owner. And his partner starts a pretty much just hip uh, games in street yeah in and uh in gaming as his uh, main platform. I guess it's like an X Games kind of marketing or X Games agency, right? So yeah, yeah. Skateboarding and stuff like that. So but yeah, yeah there, there's there's it. a lot of money to be made there. I mean there there's very young people who have made a great, great deal of money doing it. Um like Mountain Dew and those companies should go all in on that. It's probably already are. So this does um this all is within the digital health because what I'm seeing online sometimes, um, I'm in a, a group uh, of um for fathers and you know people just discuss you know what's going on with the kids or you know relationship um problems or just you know I'm talking about pretty much anything but a lot of people are saying um you know my kid plays a lot of video games you know what can I do um to kind of um, curb that a little bit you know I want to you know go outside and play or I want them to you know have other interests and like I'd say about 40 percent of uh fathers are in there like well there's a lot of money that you can make you know in gaming so maybe you want to encourage him to keep doing it and i'm torn on it because i'm like there is a lot of money in it but there's a lot of money in basketball and football as well so i want to i want to shoot out a uh i want to for not for if you don't have kids but if you have kids i want to point out a really great podcast it's it's a podcaster and a family guy named Kirk Martin. And it's somebody that uh, I listen to and he talks about video games and he said it probably better than I've ever heard anybody say it. Like, you know, if your kid wants to play video games, put yourself in their position. So they find they're in an environment that they control. They can't control the rest of their world. They're being told what to do, where to go, whatever. So Mm -hmm. they have a world that they get to control. Mm -hmm. They get to find success in. I mm-hmm. did. I did this level, and they're being intellectually challenged the whole time. Oh and my! I, that yeah. I have never heard it worded so good. But I can tell you, as a father, as soon as Kirk said that, I softened on, the, on my mind in it. Yeah. So I, I am. I'm so glad that that you said that. It, it's I, we're veering in a different direction, but it's something I, I am passionate about. Um, I. <sighs> You often heard, or I heard a lot growing up, I, you hear about, um, uh, oh, well, you know, my kid can play games, but only if they're educational games. And I've always hated the term educational games, because I actually think that all games are educational to some extent. All games really are, when you break every single one of them down, is problem solving. That's what every single game is. And, like... Um, and, you know, and I think that all games have the capability to teach you something as long as they're, you know, as long as it's a good game, like, you know, don't, don't let them play trash. But like, <laughs> no, I like to me, it's, it's, it's just like any other media platform. There's good and there's bad. You don't be, you know, you don't age, something being age appropriate is different than something being good. Um, like, so my, uh, my, my, my Minecraft nephew, he's also like super into space he loves space and like he watches youtube about space 
and like he loves learning right he's got all these planet toys and books and things like that and he can like he'll just roll up on you and he'll just start telling you about different stars and like planetoids and like what's like he's four and a half and he's telling like he's telling me the difference between a, a planet and a dwarf planet and i'm like man i already know but just keep going man just like this is great um and i have a there's a game that i really like called a uh, I'm terrible at it. It's called Kerbal Space Program. Basically, you design, build, and then fly rockets. Um, and there's this whole simulated um, solar system in it. And it's not it's not Earth's solar system, but it's you know there's you know it's analogous, right? Like if there's a there's a moon. It's literally M U N. And anyway, it's all these different planets and stuff. And I'm not trying to say that like I could get a job at NASA or anything, but I now have a pretty decent idea of how, like, oh, by the way, this game was designed by aerospace engineers. Um, I now have a pretty decent idea on how, like how rocketry and flight works. So he was over at my apartment once and I'm like, Hey man, you got to check this thing out. And he, like, he was helping me build rockets and we were going to planets and stuff. It was awesome. And it's like, you know, you don't get, you don't get that experience from a book or at least like you, you can't, you can't get that from a book or even from a movie, like building something yourself. And like you said, John, like having problems in a world that you can control and, and overcoming them and doing them yourself is it's just an incredible feeling. And so, yeah, I've, I've, that's that. And I know I'm not a parent, but that's always been my thing of like, look, if your kid has found a creative outlet that they enjoy, that they can achieve in, why would you ch want to take that away from them? Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's it's um as as a parent, I know that sometimes we we'll, we get worried about uh you know are they is it, are they having too much screen time or you know but uh, yeah, my five year old she'll you know just randomly come over after looking at her tablet like, Dad, did you know that? you know, red and blue make purple. I'm like, yeah, how did you know that? And then she'll just show me on her tablet. It's like some random video or some game that she's playing that, you mm -hmm. know, they're mixing primary colors. And I'm like, that's, yeah, that, that's good. That's great. That's so, so yeah, it's, it, you know, there's other games that they have, and it may be like four or five different blocks they got to put together in order for a panda to get from one side to the other side of the, the uh, um, of a bridge or something. But yeah, like like you guys said, it's, it's just problem solving, yeah. and um, and, and yeah, it's definitely you know it's a it's a challenge, but it's also yeah, it's like you said, it's something that they can control. It's, it's something that's theirs, and and you know it's something in their environment. So it's definitely they still have a timer on their pads, but at the same time, I I don't feel bad when I see the results from letting them uh, play with their tablets. You know, I grew up, it's been, it's one of the great parts for me, this is not a parenting podcast, uh, but it's one of the great parts for me about being a dad is that you kind of always learn something new. You're learning from them as much as they're learning from you. And um, listen, I grew up playing sports, being outside, riding bikes, getting in trouble with my friends. Like I, I was not inside. I didn't like to ever be inside. I, you never would have found me inside watching TV or doing anything. We didn't have video games back then. Uh, we didn't, my family didn't anyway. So, um, 
so I'm kind of like trying to like tell my kids like you got to do this, you got to do this, you got to do this. But like, it ain't for everybody, and you have to appreciate that. And and I don't know that video games are the solution, but I know that there's not there's not tremendous harm that comes from it. I find right. it hypocritical that schools are saying limit screen time, limit screen time, and then oh no, you can just be on a screen for a year. I, I do find that to be hypocritical. Like, <laughs> why is it okay now? <laughs> I know why it's okay now, but you need to modify your message. You can't then go back to school next year and be like, stay off the screens. Like kids are going to be like, they're not going to take you seriously. They're not going to respect you. You're like, you can't tell me that. You just told me to sit on that thing for a year. Right. And if you're a smart kid, you're certainly going to question it. Right. Right. That ain't right. No, no, no. I'm good with it. Because you told me to do it. And you said it was fine. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I, you know, I think, I think, you know, again, not a parent, uh, balance in all things, but, you know, like, like I said, I, you know, I have learned, like, I don't know, I've, I've learned, I've gained life lessons from video games. Like, I've learned more about my world. Yeah, sometimes I'm just shooting aliens, but even when I'm shooting aliens, like, you know, there's there's problem solving involved in that. It's sure, yes, it's on a very low level. You know, usually it's just resource management. But like, I don't know. I, I just I, I have such. This is like my big. This is my hill. Um, <laughs> it, it is, man. It's it's you know because I I definitely grew up in a in a in a era where games were much more scrutinized. You know, like all the the. Uh, Harris and Klebold had Doom on their computers before they shot up Columbine. And my whole, was like, well, of course they had Doom on their computers. They were the kinds of kids who would shoot up a school. Like, of, of course they did. Like, like that does not make video games inherently a, a, a bad medium. But, you know, giving giving kids, you know, the, the, the ability and the tools to, you know, create and to express themselves you know, it's just that's a that's a beautiful thing. And like and that's why Minecraft has been one of the biggest games in the world for over a decade. So, well, I think just want to patch on it back. I think, you know, Adam, you have struck a balance between finding entertainment in that and mm-hmm. still being well read, being good at what you do. Like you've found that balance. And I think that that should be the template for everybody to follow. Um, yeah. Whatever that template is, you should write an ebook and post it on <laughs> like that. Because they, they, I, parents do need, I think parents are throwing up their hands. Like, I don't know. I know I should limit video games. And they have that guilt. And what do I do? And I don't think they should be on a thing all the time. But let me tell you something, man. It's You ain't got a lot of choices right now. I mean, you just don't. Like, you can't go to the movies. A lot of places aren't open. And if they are, you may not want to send your kids there. And God forbid there's a rainy day and you're going to be stuck in the house with them and you're like, what the hell are they supposed to do besides get out of my business and annoy me? Right. <laughs> so yeah. you got to We've had to learn to modify and uh, and adjust our thinking, I think, a little bit and maybe in reality mature our thinking a little bit on that topic. So that's that's my risk. But I do know this, that when the aliens show up, Felton and I are going to ask him to play a basketball game and Adam's going to shoot him. So. <laughs> I know you I, gotta be caps. That's their weakness. <laughs> the head. They can regenerate the head. <laughs> well, sometimes. Well, it depends on the kind of alien. If it's a hive, if it's a hive alien, you got to go for the the heart of the swarm, right? You know, it's different. 
I love that movie. Uh, I can't. What is the name of it? It had Kevin James in it when like the video games came to life or something, and they had that. pixels. Yeah, yeah, that was funny. I, I did not see that. Oh, you should see it. It you would love it. It's just like a it's a fun little take. Like the only the only the gamers could save the world. So. Okay. I saw a good movie with not well. I won't say it was a good movie. It's a funny movie with uh, Ice Cube and um Kevin Hart and Kevin Hart was a gamer. And uh, Ice Cube was a cop, but he was a pretty bad cop. And uh, they ended up like getting into some trouble, and they're, they're in a shootout. And Kevin Hart knows all the guns that they're using because of the sounds the gun makes. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's a gamer, and he's like, "Oh, he has a you know a modified so and so, so he'll be out of shots in like he has like five more shots before he's got he has to reload." So <laughs> it was just hilarious that he knew more than the cop just because he was a gamer. Isn't it? Is it ironic that Ice Cube played a cop? Oh, definitely. <laughs> That's a funny movie. I, 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 I love that movie. Uh, and part two, I think there were two of them, right? Um, yeah. Well, there's yeah. a cartoon Boondocks and uh, the rappers. They're making fun of gangster rappers, and they're in a, they're like hiding in the trunk. And he's like, man, I didn't never really like want to get in the shootouts or anything. I just wanted to be a gangster rapper like Ice Cube. And the other kid's like, the guy who makes kid movies? <laughs> uh, <Yeah>. Long way. <laughs> long way. It's been, what, uh, 30 years? Yeah. Since yeah. they made that song or something 30. like that? Yeah. All right, guys. I think it's time to wind down for us. Um Oh, real quick, Wanda Watch, uh, episode three, also awesome, awesome, it's great, it's fantastic, there's still no punching, so Felton, you don't have to check it out yet. Um, I did the first episode. I you made did? It you made it through? Yes, and I got through like half of uh, the, I don't want to, well, it's not a spoiler, but the uh, Bewitched um, episode, I'm yeah. like halfway through that, and um, it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Um, it's not bad at all. It's great. But as you can see, I got halfway through the second episode. <laughs> I think I think it'll get easier as it like because the third episode is like a Brady Bunch style, so like it moves to color. Um, mm-hmm. So I think I think may, maybe as it as it marches forward in time and the television you watched, um, it might it might grab you a little bit more. I don't know. Well, the, the jokes and and just some of the. The, the the awkward moments mm-hmm. I realized I'm like okay I see yeah they're 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 cheesy and bad jokes on purpose and that's like because that was the style of those jokes at the time and that's why like I think moving from TV show to TV show each episode works because then the bit doesn't get old when guys, when did mm-hmm. Hollywood stop using the laugh track Um, the last show that I can remember that had a laugh track. This will be ha- wonderful, so. The Big Bang Theory. Big Bang Theory had a laugh track. Yes, it did. Oh, it did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, like, you don't. Yeah, you don't really have laugh tracks in comedies anymore. So. Someone said uh, if you watch Big Bang Theory without the laugh track, it's definitely not as funny. I don't know if it's true or not. Oh, I have seen clips. So I don't I don't think the Big Bang Theory was very funny to begin with, but uh, the the I have seen clips where people have removed the laugh track 
um, or before they added the laugh track in. And it is the most soul crushingly like awful stuff I've ever seen in my life. Like, it's just, it's so bad. Like, because they're not laughing, like half the the jokes in that show are them making fun of each other. Mm-hmm. So it's just, Hey, I insult you. And then quiet for five seconds. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's interesting. I never know. I, I, I was just making a flipping comment. I didn't realize we were going to get all deep with it, but uh... <laughs> oh, no, yeah. no, we don't, we don't need to, Hey, I just don't like people telling me what's funny. So that's, that's my thing. Like, that's why I, you know, uh, look, I have a lot of this, like, like I talked about last week, I have a lot of nostalgia for those old television programs and, and, you know, I did find them funny and I probably still do, but yes, I am. Once I started watching shows, you know, comedy shows without them, I was like, Oh, this is so much better. So, but all right. All right. Oh, sorry, what, John? I think that's it, right? I'm sorry, we're way over our, our users, listeners' yeah. time here. Yeah, we are. Okay, uh, for real this time, uh, we're we're out. Thank you all for joining us this week. We really do appreciate it. We we, we hope you enjoyed the the you know slightly different kind of topic this week, but it was something that's just been on my mind. And I wanted to wanted to get it out there. Um, you can uh, find us online if you want to send us an email. You can do that podcast at jscmgroup.com. We'd love. You know what? No, we don't want to hear from it. We don't want to. Don't send an email. Also, don't subscribe. Don't like. Uh, don't tell your friends about it. So, yeah, that's it. All right. Thanks, everybody.